I have $30,000 in credit card debt. Credit card debt. Welcome to the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast, the only Survivor podcast that betrays any sense of tribalism for an offhanded comment that Boston Rob says. I am your host, Stephen Levine, with my co-host, Jared Sheldon. Jared, would you do something if Boston Rob said to? No! <laughs> Why not? Did you, did these people not watch Marquesas? He did seemed, they just skip that one? He seems like a trustworthy guy. Oh, definitely somebody that's going to keep his word. <laughs> What about the murder? What murder? <laughs> Come on, Jared. You seem you seem disappointed. So, how long has it been since we recorded, Stephen? Uh, it's been about a week sure and has. a half. Yep, sure has. And um, do you remember last time we recorded uh, and I talked about having computer problems? Yeah. By now, my computer must be fixed, right? You would hope so. You sure fucking would. <laughs> and yet today, I go to get it, and the brand new motherboard out of the box they put in my computer still isn't working, and they've isolated every other part. They know it's the motherboard. Come to find out, DDR5 RAM, I think I'm saying that right? D- uh, yes, the thing that you dance on. Dance Dance Revolution 5 RAM. Yeah, that one. Motherboards are known to be faulty. Like, if they use the the current generation of, like, whatever the 5 RAM is, I don't honestly know that much about RAM. It's the part I've had to worry about the least. Apparently, if you get one that is made correctly it, and it boots up fine, then there's no problems after that. But a lot of them just, like, break on boot up the first time they're ever out of the box. So I might have spent, like, 150 bucks on one that they said, oh, no, the last one, you installed it wrong. You are the problem. And now, uh, I guess I'm paying for a brand new part, and it's still not working, and maybe I'll get it tomorrow. Yikes. Big yikes. I'm sorry, Jared. That's part of the reason why we switched to one episode for the next few weeks, because I don't have time to I can't do the editing. I don't have a computer. We just, uh, we're a hot mess right now, so... Thanks. That's my secret, Stephen. I'm always a hot mess. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for your patience. We promise we want to be doing more. We just don't have the time at the moment. But just for the next couple weeks. Yeah, soon things will go back to normal, and soon we will get you the episodes that you so deserve. <laughs> How are you, Stephen? I'm busy. I mean, yeah, you are. getting married. Well, when you hear this episode, just got married. That is true. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I'm kicking things beneath me, so there you go. You a little nervous? No, I'm not nervous. I think I'm always referencing the kicking things beneath the table. Ah, sure. I'm more nervous for like shit going wrong, like a caterer doesn't show up or I don't know, a porta potty explodes than Mm. like what happens during the ceremony. That's going to be great. It's going to be my porta potties. Yes. Oh, okay. I mean, they're like nicer porta potties, but they're (laughs) porta potties. Okay. Yeah. It's an, it's an outdoor wedding. Fair enough. I'm good in an, in a crisis. I was going to say in an emergency. Eh, that's fine, too. In a crisis. So, like, lean on me. When you're not strong? Lean on me. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm genuinely excited. I think it's going to be a good time. And I think... I don't know. I, I'm just excited to see everyone. Can you imagine how, like, the fucking cojones it would take to get on a mic... The week before you're married, and be like, it's gonna be so bad. Oh, God. <laughs> no, I would hate that. I mean, yes, obviously. But it's just one of those things like, yeah, like, yes, this is the correct answer, Stephen. It's also the obvious answer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Speaking of the obvious answer, emails. If you want to email us, feel free to do so. SurvivorTBT at gmail.com, or you can message us on Reddit, you slash SurvivorTBT. So, we have three emails that I'm going to speed through here. Also known as three mails. Three mails from the big three. First from Josh. Josh, 
all the winners plus Rob C and Colby were definitely fucked the minute they started the game. I don't agree with Colby, but the rest of them I agree with. Colby easily made more money than some of the actual winners, and people definitely wanted their turn in the spotlight. I think Colby could have made it farther into the season if he wasn't so bad at the game, though. I don't think he could have won, but I think he could have made it farther. I Yeah, that's fair. Uh, one thing to keep in mind is that Ethan and Amber originally dated, so Boss and Rob definitely wanted to prove he's better than Ethan. Mm. Yeah. And we, we t- talked about that a little bit. One thing that very heavily influences Kathy and Lex in their decision-making is that they both have a great relationship with Boss and Rob outside of the game. So they don't really care if they oh. lose challenges because they feel like they can side it in with him. Fascinating. Yeah, so there's a little bit of, like, if I can just survive to the merge here, I'm good. Hmm. Yeah. That makes this episode make a little more sense. Doesn't it, though? Yeah. So that's, uh, that's all we got there. Moving on from Carl, the episode seven email from Carl. What's good, says Carl. I totally think that Jared is right about Rich trying his best to stay in the game and believing he can. I guess when I say he knows he can't win, I mean, he knows he has a huge target on his back and probably won't get very far. So he's not taking the game very seriously. He's playing with house money. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the picture of the episode, I will show Jared here. It is Tribal Council. Colby writing down Jerry's name? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Where Colby said, I already have my speech for Jerry planned, and then says nothing. I like that. Or he says something and they just cut it out. I don't think they did. I think I... it was just, hmm. Yeah, maybe his speech was actually just silence. Just speechless. The notes. TBH wasn't super feeling this episode. I was just getting negative energy from Mogamogo the whole time and wasn't digging it. Pretty mean-spirited with the Jerry stuff, too. Agreed. Yeah. Like the bits with Shapira on the boat, though. Especially the part where Rupert is listing all the foods, and he mentions lettuce and cucumbers. Like, those are some sort of things he's most excited for. (laughs) Yes. uh, That episode is probably my least favorite episode of the season. You don't like the boat party? It's just... Kind of nothing? Yeah, I agree. (laughs) One of your worst episodes, even minus the sexual assault episode. Obviously not that. I figured. I liked the rest of the episode that didn't involve the assault. (laughs) I believe this is the first ever combined reward immunity challenge, and that is... I think that's true. I think that's true. Yeah. I find Jeff calling Colby Donaldson weird, but I I guess... When you're on a last name basis with Jeff, it's like being on a first name basis for most people. (laughs) Hatch, Savage, Mariano. Fair play. Yeah. I actually don't agree that Rob doesn't notice Ethan. I think he's pretty clearly going after him at certain spots, like the Mixer Challenge. Rob C. had explained to everyone how it worked and which boxes to ask for items, but on Rob M.'s first move, he breaks that rule to speak just so he can call Ethan Pretty Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. I think when Lex says he p- he's playing a different way, he's talking betraying his allies and friends. In Africa, he never backstabbed anyone, unless you count Kelly, but they were not super tight. And he also thought Kelly tried to backstab him, yeah. even though he was wrong. But here, maybe it's not obvious in the episodes, but he was allies and friends with Colby, so it's the first time he betrayed somebody, mm. and by the time you read this, he will have whacked Ethan as well. Mm-hmm. Got him real good. Although, is it really backstabbing if you say, hey, in seven hours, I'm going to stab you? Yeah. Hey, you fucked. (laughs) Sorry. Thought your Colby takes were interesting. In my opinion, I don't think his heart was really in the season in the first place. I could see that, actually. We already know it was hard for them to convince him to come at all. And then once he gets there, he does things he wouldn't do in Australia, like tell Sheanne what he thinks of her to her face. We saw him live with Jerry and Keith for much longer in the Outback, and he somehow had a lot more patience with them. I think it's because he simply cared more in season two. That's fair. And he also had a lot more to prove, and Colby, by All-Stars, is set financially. Mm -hmm. Colby in Australia is not. Yes, correct. I agree. This is all icing on the cake. Yeah. Like, he can do whatever he wants here. Yeah. Once again, playing with house money. Yeah. I also, I'll say I wouldn't describe what he did in Australia as bully pulpit per se, since Tina had a hand in, or straight up made, a lot of those decisions. Yeah. But I'll agree his strategy wasn't the most elaborate. Nobody's in Australia was. 
Yeah. Again, Australia was just trying to survive. <laughs> That's why so many of them get brought back, because they're like, oh, yeah, wait, what if we give them another shot, please? Yeah. Uh, and then peace out, homies. P.S. It seems like the Lions can make the playoffs this year. It sure does. Where I'm sure they will lose on a missed 15-yard field goal, a la Vikings. Two burns for one take on the division rivals. Thanks. If we face the Seahawks, we'll lose round one. Hey. And then finally, Tyler. Tyler's email. In 2005, Colby had a minor role as a Secret Service agent in Wes Craven's Red Eye. He was also on the Rachel Ray Show as one of the Rachel's buddies from 2007 to 2010 and has been on various celebrity news shows, often in relation to his stints on Survivor. In the summer of 2009, he was featured on TV Guide Channel's Survivor Millionaires, Where Are They Now? Sure. In a segment focused on non-winners. Survivor Pearl Islands was ranked number eight by EW, number nine by Zap to It, and The Wire, number four. And number three on Survivor Oz in 2012, 2013, 2014, and mm. 2015, respectively. Okay. Number six out of 40 by the Purple Rock Podcast. Number two by viewers on CBS Watch in 2015. Wow. Number two on Rob Has a Podcast in 2015. And number three in the 2021 update. Wow. And number one by Inside Survivor. So it was a very highly ranked season. I mean, it's a great season. Yeah. I. It's not even my favorite season of the first seven, so I'm surprised it was ranked number one and number two, but all right. It got up there. I I love that season. Yeah. And there's a lot to love. There's great characters. There's great drama. And it just gives us so many quotable lines. Yeah. I... I'm still of the opinion that it is a very top-heavy cast, and, like, the stars of it are absolute fucking stars, but everyone else is kind of eh. Meh. Okay. And that's it. That's all the emails. All right. All right, all right, all right. Bumper, bumper, bumper. Bumper! So this episode came out on April... 7th of 2004. Wait, April Fools. This episode came out on April 1st of 2004. Okay. <laughs> a couple things that happened in the week between episodes. It <laughs> was a very dumb bit. That was a dumb bit, but I like it. Usher released his fourth studio album, Confessions, on the two weeks between episodes, actually, my bad, uh, because there was a recap episode in here that we are not going to watch. Bulgaria, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, Romania, Slovakia, and Slovenia joined NATO as full members. The Republic of Ireland becomes the first country in the world to ban smoking in all workplaces, including bars and restaurants. Wow. 2004. Wow. That's saying something. Do you know what was the what really created the push to ban smoking inside? No. McDonald's. Oh. Because McDonald's had a giant airtight plexiglass divider. Between the smoking and non-smoking sections of McDonald's. Mm-hmm. So you could see the fucking difference. Gross. So one side was just like normal and clean. And the other side was like yellow and brown and dirty. And it was like, oh yeah, we should stop. I remember, like, I know I know that smoking indoors, I remember going places where there was a smoking section and non-smoking yeah. section. Uh, but they were all open air. Yeah. When did it, when was the U.S. like, nah, no more? We'll find out. <laughs> I mean, sure. After this, After that's for that, sure. I feel like Minnesota was before this. That's true. Some This is the first country. Yeah. So it, individual states in America might have already banned it by this yeah. point. I'll have to look that up, though. That's, that's very interesting. Uh, on the day the episode came out, Google introduces Gmail the launch oh. is met with skepticism on account of the launch date. Oh, that's really funny. Hey, hey, everyone listening. Yeah? It's me right now. If so you're yeah. someone responsible for p- releasing products... Or an important product. Or an important product, don't release it on April Fool's Day. Yeah, that's probably a good call. People won't believe you. <laughs> Oops. The number one song is still Yeah by Usher. Yeah, 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 yeah. The top five movies, we're talking about number five. Number four is Dawn of the Dead. Okay. It, it was number one right when it came out, and then it dropped, like, immediately. Sure. But I mean... Cult classic. It 
that's such a tight audience it's hard to get people to continue to go to the theater for that sure. the lady killers the passion of the christ <laughs> speaking of tight audience and apparently not a tight audience has been in the top two for fucking weeks sure and then scooby-doo 2 monsters unleashed hell yeah but number five is jersey girl which is the one we're gonna talk about have you heard of this movie steven my sister sat me down and made me watch Jersey Girl. Because I remember there's a very uh. specific scene of... There's two children and they're like... Being like, oh, I'll show you yours, you show me mine. They're like, oh, that's not what mine looks like. And they're like, well, what does yours look like? And like, the dad walks in and he's like, all right. And then he has to sit down the, the boy who is not part of his family and be like... What are your intentions? Oh, jeez. Okay. And then later on, the the daughter catches the dad and another woman, I'm pretty sure the main character, and has the same conversation, but in reverse. What are your intentions? That's funny. Yeah. Here's the synopsis. Okay. Ollie Trinke, Ben Affleck, yeah. is young and at the top of his game as a music promoter. He's both a workaholic and a silver tongue expert in manipulating the press. At a company Christmas party, Ollie meets Gertrude Steine, Jennifer Lopez, a book editor for New York Publishing House. I forgot it was they, Jennifer Lopez. All right, cool. Yeah. They're instantly attracted to each other and begin a whirlwind romance that changes the course of his professional and personal life. Steven, what do you think the Rotten Tomatoes is on oh, Jersey Girl? Here's going to be a problem, though. I think it's going to be more better received by critics than audiences. So I'm going to go critic score of 62, audience score of 51. Your nostalgia glasses really overestimated this movie. Yeah, that's what I figured. Audience was pretty close. Uh, 48. Okay. That was, that was not bad. Critic scores 43. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Critics I was are just, not a big fan of this movie. I was just so excited for a movie that I've actually seen. <laughs> I try to pick ones you haven't. I know. I, that's exactly why. You thought I wouldn't have this one, but I did. Who would have thunk Jersey Girl was the one that you knew? Yeah, I know. Not Jersey Boy. That was my first thought. Uh, cool. Anything else? Potato. Ah, of course. Speaking of potato, the episode... There's no transition there. That was terrible. I don't care. You gave me shit. I'm going to throw shit back at you. Amen. Hey, That's the Survivor Turning Back This Time <laughs> podcast guarantee. Okay. Episode 10, Mad Scramble and Broken Hearts. Overall vibes on that episode title? It's so angsty. <laughs> it definitely seems like there would be an emo song written about that. <sighs> this episode's wild, man. There's a lot going on here. They... How did Boston Rob manage to weaponize a showman's and make it a good thing? I would like you to tell me that. Yeah, fair enough. So you've seen the showman's. We've seen it last, at least beyond this episode. Will someone step up to stop it? No. They're just going to let it go? Yes. How far does this go? It depends on how long Boston Rob keeps power. Because right now, Boston Rob is the most powerful person in this game. Sure. He is the king. If you come for the king, you best not miss... And that includes going for the queen. <laughs> <laughs> so you think people are going to get to like a final five, final four situation, stare that pair that is very clearly a pair down the eye and be like, nah, I'm going to go with them. It depends on who makes it to the final six, final five, because like that's the I mean, you should do it as early as possible, to be honest. But they talk about it in this episode. Mogo Mogo is like, if we get rid of Amber... Boston Rob's going to come at us hard. Rob will be pissed. The day you get rid of Amber, you have to get rid of Boston Rob, the next tribal. Or you do it in reverse. Get Boston Rob first. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you get rid of one of them, the other one... Actually, I would say it's a one-way street, actually. If you get rid of Amber, Boston Rob has to go right away. If you get rid of Boston Rob, I actually don't think you have to get rid of Amber. No, you don't really have to. But Boston Rob will come after you with a vengeance. (laughs) Yeah. So... To be honest, this is the episode you should get rid of Amber. I mean, they had the opportunity, and we'll talk about it. It That's the clearest opportunity in the world. Yep. It doesn't fall in your lap any better than that. Nope. So, yeah. We, we start at Shapiro. 
Tom is sawing. Rupert and Tom are working. Rupert, I can't go in there and say, get up and get your ass to work. I can't say that. Essentially, they're working. Other people are not. Yeah. And Rupert is holding himself back. This whole part of the episode is just really cozy filler. Yes. Yeah. I agree. So I'm going to skip through it as blindly as possible. Tom is like, eh, Rupert's hogging the sling. Uh, so they go out and they fish, and Tom's hanging out. He's a baby fish. And Tom's like, I ain't leaving here today without getting in that water. It's a good impression. Thank you. It wasn't really. I, I don't have like the, the low Tom Tom voice. I ain't leaving here until I get in that. I'm not leaving here until I get in that water. It's not a southern twang. It's, it's like right. a... It's Appalachia. Yeah. It's, it's such a weird... I shouldn't say weird. It's just a specific phonemes that get substituted in that, that like people don't hear all the time because mm-hmm. inherently Appalachia is very secluded, very isolated. Yeah. So yeah, he does. He go, he gets in the water. He catches something. It's a small something, but it's something. He catches something. He's very excited. At Mogo Mogo, Jerry's like, this place sucks. <laughs> Jerry comes to Panama during the rainy season, complains that it's wet. Yeah. Everything's wet. It's taking a toll on me, man. This sucks. Well, Jerry, you won't have to worry about it for much longer. Yeah, because we get a tree mail. I don't know. What is it? Is it maybe a merge? We get paint. We get... This is funny to me because we get paint and we're not told what to do with it. This has happened before, right? I don't know if it has. Okay. I think before they've told them what to do with it. I think this time they just assumed they would know. I feel like on Thailand there was something like this. I try to forget Thailand. That's fair. Anyway, they have paint. They're like, hey, do something with it. And Here's paint. Here's paint. No further instructions. Correct. So Moga Moga's like, I don't know. Like They didn't, they didn't say it's for anything. It's not necessarily merge. They didn't say that. They so. got the way to be like, they didn't tell us it's body paint. Yeah. Which I was like, oh, that actually is a good point. <laughs> That's fair. You might uh, get some lead poisoning in your body. God, I hope they wouldn't give them lead paint. I would hope so, too. But they didn't say it wasn't. I hope they have a lifeguard for Austin. They didn't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, whereas Shapira is like, paint everyone. Paint it. We're, we vibe tribe. We vibing some more, baby. It's pretty great. So they get to this not a challenge. And Ethan's voted out. Good. <laughs> Who says good? Uh, it was probably Boston Rob. Probably. I'm pretty sure it was Boston Rob. Shapira, they're like, hey, we painted ourselves because it's team spirit. Kathy, with the civil tribe. Hey. Lex, my canvas is full. That was a good quip. I like that, that was one. A good quip. He was like, I'm covered in tattoos. I don't need more paint. Yeah, that's good. That's great. Cool. So, number yourselves off. We're doing the Thailand picnics again. We're doing, oh yeah, we do the Thailand picnics. First, they number themselves off and down the line, pick someone you want to talk to. So Lex goes with Rob, Tom goes with Jerry. Amazing. That's a great pair. Can we just like sit and live in that moment for one moment? Can we just see all the unedited footage of Jerry and Tom talking to each other? But even beyond just like, yeah, they are an odd couple. The fact that they're named Tom and Jerry is fucking great. Oh my god, I totally missed that. Yes, it's great. Shean and Rupert, Alicia and Kathy. And then we have two leftover Shapiras, so Amber and Jenna just get to hang out together. Sure. They don't have to learn anything about each other, probably. I mean, I'm sure Jenna tries to use it to, like, solidify their bond. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. And they get a nice little snack lunch. And there's, like, a good amount of food here. Charcuterie board, as Tom calls it. (laughs) Charcuterie board. I love that shit. It's so funny. Get in that charcuterie board. So everyone's just kind of off enjoying themselves. Anything from this section that stood out for you? I I love Jerry and Tom. Yes. Oh, it's so great. Where Tom is just so excited to speak to Jerry. Yep. Lex and Rob is tense. It is tense. And it it's an interesting thought knowing what you know about the end of this episode. Yeah. Where you're like, okay, there's a lot going on here. There's a lot that they know each other pre this, obviously. How much of this was talked about? I mean, they couldn't have known what was about to happen. Right. But how much of this was set in like, hey, I want to work with you. 
let's let's talk about a deal in the future. Yeah, I mean, probably, and I'm sure Boston Rob was non-committal. Tom's like, I was worried about you, Jerry, at first. I wasn't sure. And Jerry's like, I was worried about me, too. <laughs> yeah, this whole situation is... And then she goes home. Humbling, to say the least. Yeah. Yeah, and then she and the biggest other thing that I picked out... Rob is most dangerous in individual challenges. That's true. We need to get out Rob. Yeah. That is true. He's scary. So then we we wrap up our nice little picnic lunch. We get everyone back to this main area, and they're like, all right, drop your buffs. I love when Jeff says drop your buffs. I do, too. It does make me happy. I had a feeling they were going to do a tri-swap rearrangement type thing. Okay. Were you, what What was your thought when the buffs dropped? You're like, it's rearranging, it's not yes. merge? Okay. Yeah. Because everyone kind of also got that vibe as soon as he's like, pick something out of the hat. Yeah, no, with the picnic, I was like, oh, we're rearranging. We're not doing a, we're not doing a merge. Sure. They would have just. a feast if we were doing a merge. They would have just dropped it if it was a, yeah. a merge. That's fair. And I mean, that's kind of what happened in Thailand too, in different shuffle that was bullshit they were like oh you're all gonna live together but fuck it you're two tribes yeah that's the worst of both worlds for tv get wrecked Sheehan. yeah and also is fuck you specifically Sheehan. do you imagine that Sheehan was a little more cautious on this one than she was yes <laughs> thinking like hey i've seen this one before <laughs> i'm scared yeah so then we start down the line and we're drawing buffs and then a pattern. This is bullshit. A pattern emerges real quick here, Jared. This is fucking bullshit. I right away I was like, imagine if they keep the same tribes and Mogo Mogo only like they just swap beaches and they take one Shapiro member, and then it fucking happens. Like I was, <laughs> I was imagining the worst case scenario. Yep. And then it happens. So my first initial instinct when watching this is like, wow, they did not do a very good job of like mixing up the buffs in the, in the little thing. Because I imagine that it was like layered on top of each other. They're just like picking out and they're like, oh, shit. But I'm watching as people are like shuffling things yeah. around and trying to find something that's not next in line. And it's just working out in the worst possible way. At that point, tell them to put them back in and try again. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. We can't do this. Let's uh, let's go on. But it doesn't make much sense for Survivor to do that, so they're going to live with their mistakes. Why? Because they have to, Jared. No, they don't. They committed to tell it. Tell everyone to put the buffs back in and we're doing it again. Nope. I am all for it. You, <sighs> you committed to the bit. You have to go for it. This sucks. <laughs> What's funny is that they didn't end up back at their own camp. They all switched tribes except for Amber. That is pretty Amber funny. is the only person who stayed put by solely... There had to be somebody that moved on a number basis. And if it was Jenna, Jenna's gone. Yeah. I mean, really, if it was anyone else... Well, for sure. The last two that were left were Jenna and Amber. Yeah. And, I mean, for the drama of the episode and the season, it's great that it was Amber. Correct. But if it was Jenna, Jenna just goes home. Yeah. How pissed would you be if you were Jenna in that situation? Uh, incredibly pissed. Yeah. But if you're Amber, she kind of tells us that she's incredibly pissed. Yeah, like, that's true. This sucks. This is not what I wanted. I was in a good spot, and now suddenly I'm at the bottom. I'm at the bottom of the shit tribe. Yeah. So... We in trouble. Literally just headhunted. Mm-hmm. And I, the first thing I wrote down on this was, does Boston Rob throw the next challenge? It's a possibility. I'm surprised he didn't. I think part of it is that this challenge was really hard to throw. Correct. The immunity challenge. It's a bad immunity challenge, which we'll get to. I think he, he, he would have thought about it. He definitely would have made a shot at throwing that challenge if it was not as much of a group effort on that one. Yeah. You can't really get in the way. Yes, so Amber goes to work sucking up to these people right away. She's like, welcome to this home. Welcome to this nice place that we got here. Nice to meet you all. But she's definitely feeling it. She's like, I feel like I'm the one that got screwed in this situation. Because all she wanted was to let me pull the same color that Rob pulls. Yep. Just put me, put me with my, my boy. My boy Rob. Rob looks legitimately distraught through this. Yeah. 
I think this Amber's put in a bad situation. Rob is heartbroken. Yeah. And what happened to the game if Amber's voted out here? Do you think does Rob go on a revenge tour or does Rob I, lose the focus? I think Rob goes on a revenge tour, but like if you're Mogo Mogo, take that risk. Because the question is, I mean, you you would have less people, right? You'd have one less person. I think you could snipe one or two people from underneath Boston Rob's control if you're Mogo Mogo. But from, from everything that I know about Boston Rob, you definitely light the fire. You vote Amber out. You yeah. let him blow up his spot and then try to snipe people from underneath him. But Mogo Mogo is not a tribe as much as four sharks in a trench coat. <laughs> So, none of them want to work together? No. So, they all are like, oh, I'll be Boston Rob's number two. Mm-hmm. Is- you all are fucking idiots. <laughs> I love I love everyone that's left on Mogamogo. You're all fucking idiots. Yeah. So, the new Shapira tribe goes and enjoys their beautiful camp with all of the nice woodworking that Rob did. Hey, Steven. Yeah. Do we need 30 full seconds of Jerry's mouth while she's eating? <laughs> it's it's eating, but also, later on, the toothbrush. Oh, you know what? It, it, it was the toothbrush. It was That's the right. toothbrush. That, my notes misled me. Yes. It, it's like, it goes on for so long. It's uncomfortable. watching her brush her teeth. Yeah. I wrote I, down unnecessary zoom in on Jerry brushing teeth. I felt unclean. Yeah. And Amber's like, they're already making themselves feel at home. This is ridiculous. Well, yeah, they live here now. They, it is their home. It literally is. Correct. At New Mogo Mogo, they're like, fuck, we got screwed. We inherited a camp that was complete disarray, says Alicia. I've seen worse camps in our in our eight seasons. I mean, you're right. But also, they're leaving the Taj Mahal and it's they're true. rocking up to a nice little split level. By comparison, yes. Yeah. In a vacuum, no, it's fine. It's not quite Rupert digging a hole into the ground. It is hilarious that they stole all the rice, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you. It makes the last episode hilarious that you're like, all right, we get all these things. Ah, oh, fuck. New team. All of the old people on the new team. I screwed myself. You played yourself, baby. God damn it. Good stuff. The only thing I will say about Boston Rob at this point and the reason why maybe you do keep Amber is if there is a merge next episode, or really even if there isn't, people are going to start being on the jury after this episode, regardless. Like, mm. by the numbers, unless you're going to do, like, a fucking three-person jury, it's time to start putting people on the jury. <laughs> so, promises have more weight at this point in the season than they do earlier in the season, where, sure. like, you get rid of people and it really doesn't fucking matter. Yep. I agree. Yeah, so we we just kind of go through this motion of, all right, enjoy your camp. Enjoy not your camp. Yeah. Shit sucks. <laughs> Jenna has a, a nice little off tangent where she's like, "This, it's a crap camp. Yeah. There's nettles. The high tide is, is too close to us. Not too much to celebrate. Is this also where Boston Rob makes a deal with Alicia so that he has a deal with everyone? Correct. God damn it. Yes. There's just, there's a lot going on. Boston Rob, deal with everyone, man. Will that bite him in the ass? No, it should. <laughs> and in the future, I think people will get fucked over for this because mm. they're going to try to copy it. But like, nobody's talking to each other. Nope. So we then have a nice moment of Rob. And he, this is like soap opera. Yes, and sorry, real quick, I want to I want to add more to that. Go on. Now I want to be very clear. I'm not comparing Rob to Stalin, but I I need to know where this goes. <laughs> it, it is common. So there's a lot of, a lot of stories of dictators, and one particular I'm thinking of Stalin, which is like in order to make sure that like his generals couldn't like foment dissent. Generals that they, couldn't foment dissent. Well, no, in this case, literally, yes. Yeah, so that his generals couldn't. <laughs> he would like keep them up like drinking and partying with him and like all night. Nice. Often. Because he'd be like, well, you can't plan a coup against me if I know where you are all of the time. Yeah. And if, if I you're force you to duck with me. <laughs> and that is the hidden benefit of the vibe tribe. Mm. Is that like the fact that they all keep their spirits up and do stuff together is like, 
they can't go off and foment dissent against Rob. I see what you're saying. Okay. Rob is Stalin? Rob. Rob Stalin. <laughs> Joe Stalin. That the, was his name. The episode. We need to continue. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so Rob has his moody... What was I going to say? When will my wife come back from the yeah. war? <laughs> What's the there's there's like a teen drama from like the early two thousand One Tree Hill, that's one of them. That wasn't the one that I was thinking of. Something Point, Grassy, doesn't matter. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's he's sitting out. He's like, I hope she's okay. I know she's tough, but so much of the reason we're having a good time was being together. It's this is re- surprisingly wholesome. It's it's very heartfelt. It's and- very over dramatic, but like. I don't know, man. Before the season with Boston, I've been like, he'd been like, ah, that dumb broad's gonna get herself killed. Like, that's how I would have expected mm-hmm. him to react to something like this. Mm-hmm. But he's really into her. What I like is that he he shows the softer side mm-hmm. that he's been trying to hide this whole time. Yes. And I think this one kind of hinted at the best, that you're like, I don't care that they have our possessions. What aggravates me they have my girl over there. Yeah. It's kind of cute. It's really cute. It's kind of cute in the most liability of a game kind of way. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anyway, we then get to try We get tree mail. It's the book of stuff. The book of survivor stuff. So they're, they're given some things from past seasons, essentially trying to hint that like, hey, I hope your trivia knowledge is good on the show that you're on. So are you going to talk about the one I think you're going to talk about? About Redacted Falling Into the Fire? No. I'm sorry, go on. The tree mail. The rhymes. Yes, yes. So, and I quote, Gondia screamed, you got too close. Yeah. Yikes. Big yikes. We couldn't have picked literally anything else in the entirety of the seven seasons? So there's some awareness that Survivor is not having here. Correct. When you had someone leave the game... This current season for something that was not cool and very much along the lines of what happened in Thailand. And then you just joke about the sexual assault and point out that it's the victim's fault. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe have a little more tact than that one, Survivor. Yeah. Oopsie doodles. 112 have played the game. How well you know your history determines who stays in the game. The questions that each side is drilling themselves on mm-hmm. are harder than the questions that the show gives them. I am shocked they kept that footage in. They were like talking about like, okay, who are the Jennas who have played and what are their last names? And like, I, they also said there's only two Jennas who have played, which seems like that's wrong. I feel like there's been more than two. No, there's, uh, I'm pretty sure there's only been two. Only two? In, and they both have made all-stars? That's wild to me. Because Jenna's a very common name. Yeah. But anyway, and like, they're bringing up all this like obscure trivia to each other, and then we get to the challenge, and it sucks. But do you know why they kept that in? No. One, it it shows them like scrambling and being like, "Okay, these are the things I knew; these are the things I don't know." But they nail the question that is the eventual winner of the game. Oh, right. Where they're uh, like, "Yeah, who are the first people voted out of this game?" Yeah. And that's, I think that's the entire reason that they show that whole section is being like, ah, they touched on it, but they weren't quite sure on some of these other ones. So, hmm. Anyway, we get to the immunity challenge. Well, before we do, Amber's like, this is the most important challenge for me. And that is correct. That is correct. It absolutely was, but it didn't end up being so. And Rob says, I'm going to do whatever I can to keep her around for as long as possible. Maybe hinting at throwing the challenge? It looks like he's going to at the tiebreaker. Yeah. So, immunity challenge. They get There's an equal number of questions from each season. There's two questions. Yeah. And first to ten correct answers wins. Overall thoughts, you said it's too easy. This challenge sucks. This is the worst challenge of the season and maybe one of the worst ones we've seen since, like, season four? Okay. Talk, talk me through that. Why? Because I'm, I'm going to push back a little on you here. Okay. Now, mind you, I am biased mm-hmm. because we do a podcast Correct. where we speak for an hour about every episode that comes out. Yes. I did not get any of these questions wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah, I wouldn't expect it. But then again, like I said, 
we produce a podcast about this. Did you get all the but, first boots? Yeah. Okay. But they lived it. Like, there is somebody, because of the, like, the way the season breakdowns have happened, minus Sheehan for Thailand and Rupert for Pearl Islands, every tribe has somebody from each season. Oh, and Jenna for Borneo. Every tribe has somebody from each season. And they are way, way too fucking easy. Man. Like, who went to the movies in Africa? Mm-hmm. What? So you're just, whatever team Lex is on, you're giving them a point. And I guess I, I just did the math again. Actually, there's only, no, 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 because Big Tom, Big Tom and Lex. Yeah, Big Tom and Lex, boom. That question might as well not exist. They know who it was. They lived it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to remember what some of the other questions were. Oh, the who was described as like Cleopatra in Marquesas. Oh, well, Boston, Rob, and Kathy are in separate tribes, so that question might as well not exist. Yeah. Like, the, it, this is pointless because of how easy the questions are. Sure. And here's where I'm going to push back in that the world is different now than it was at the time in that there wasn't... Not everyone had access to... Watching these episodes back to back to back. I, I agree. If this was if this was a challenge in Pearl Islands with these exact same questions mm-hmm. or next season with these exact same questions, I'd be on your side. Mm-hmm. But again, these are people who lived it. Yes. You can't... Of course they remember it. This is probably one of the formative experiences of their lives. Yeah. I think, I think you're right. I think if this were asked to fans or this was asked to people who are just watching the show casually or people who are starting the show for the first time playing for the first time yeah i think you you do have a better game there but i don't know that survivor expected them to be as on it as they were and they also expected that the the balance of tribes would make it a little less everyone gets everything right yeah. And that's not something they could have anticipated. No. But I think they I don't I don't know, man. I don't know what the fix for this is. I think that they should have just pivoted to a different challenge. Sure. Save this for final four. Yeah. Save this for final five. Like it just with the number of people in the game and the way that they've been broken up by seasons, it just, just doesn't make sense. This would work much better as an individual challenge. That too. Yeah. Where, where that, was, you, that was something else I put is like doing the trivia, like the way they did in Australia, which is like, hey, like head to head one at a time. Yeah. I, I agree there. Draw a question. And if it's from the season, either we're on, then like draw another question. Mm-hmm. Fine. Yep. Cool. Interesting that the Pearl Islands questions are in there because they had to ask questions from very early very in the season. Very early. Like incredibly early because, I mean, other people hadn't seen it yet. So. And and that is the question. The, the tiebreaker is decided by a Pearl Islands question. Mm-hmm. Like it's the first boot for every season, but the only one that they get right over Mogo Mogo, or I guess New Shapira. Correct. There you go. <laughs> it's gonna screw with you for a little bit. Sure is. Is who was the first boot in Pearl Islands? Yep. Which Rupert knows. Yep. Correct. Funny how that works that way. <laughs> Dumb. Yeah. It's, it is kind of a bummer that that's what it comes down to. I don't know. More, more difficult questions, individual questions. There are so many ways to fix this. Yeah. We'll, we'll get that. Did you have any questions that were like your, your favorite questions? I wrote them all down. Uh, go through them because I, I didn't write them all sure. down. Sure. We'll just speed through them. What do they eat in the food challenge? Uh, in Borneo. Oh, that one was dumb because it was like they wanted a specific type of grub. Yeah. That one was, weirdly enough, all of them were too easy and that one was too hard. Yeah. But it's interesting that like Jerry stuck her neck out for that one and Kathy's like, are you sure? Maybe it needs to be more specific than that. And Jerry's like, nah. Yeah, but did anybody know if it was like what the more specific one would have no, been? Nobody knew. And that's, so, I mean, what? you can't really blame Jerry unless someone, Kathy was like, no, 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 it's this. And Jerry's like, no, it's not. Yeah. Who voted out someone in Borneo by their alphabet strategy? Easy. How do you go on Survivor and not know that? Yeah. Who was airlifted out of the outback? Again. No one. It was redacted. That's true. That That is redacted. Yep. Purple, who lost the purple rock in Marquesas? 
again, you have someone on both tribes from Marquesas. Who grabbed Clay by the neck? <laughs> or, sorry, who who did Rob grab by the neck? And it would, the answer was Clay. Yeah. Pearl Island, who was a mortician. Which, I mean, okay, so going back to to the Clay one, like, that one could be seen as obscure, except, oh, wait, Clay was a final two contestant. Yeah. With, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, who was a mortician? Who had to be rescued Lex, during a water Lex challenge. being horny on Maine, being like, oh, Dara. Oh, Dara. Who had to be rescued during a water challenge in Pearl Islands? Again, pretty early. Early. And what was Kel accused of smuggling into the game? Yeah. Mm, beef jerky, baby. Beef jerky. Mm, yeah. I so, don't think... Do both tribes have something from Australia? Oh, yeah. Alicia. Both tribes have something from Australia. Yeah. Do we get an Australia question? We, uh, beef jerky. Oh. Beef jerky and the airlifted out. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And then the tiebreaker. I loved the editing in this challenge, though. Yes. The editing where they just like seamlessly weave in clips. It was great. That's true. That's an unsung hero of the challenge. But the thing that really tied it together for me was this last question where they ask Shapira, where they're like, they're going through and they're like, that is not correct. Mogo Mogo listed off. They have Sonia. Picture of Sonia comes up. Yeah. Deb, Diane, Peter, John, Ryan, Nicole. And it shows all of them being voted out. And it's so cool. And it feels so nostalgic to True. a Survivor fan. Like, that's the kind of shit that makes All-Stars fun for fans. Yes. Is seeing, oh, this is how far we've come. Like, these are all these people that I've watched for years and... Even if I saw this person one episode, I remember them. The first boot question is fine. No, I don't. I think a harder one as a tiebreaker would be good. But yeah, I, I agree with you. The editing does a really good job. So that happens, and then finally, as we're leaving, everyone is dejected. Rob takes this moment to be like, "Lex, Lex, I'll take care of her if you. If, I'll take care of you if you take care of her." Yeah. And to Lex, which, Lex misunderstands the assignment, wax Amber. <laughs> <laughs> to which Jeff has to like step in and be like, no, 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 go, leave now. Yeah. But the damage is done. He's already said what he said. The damage is done. So we go back to Mogamogo. Alicia's like, we did what we had to do, even if it's at the expense of one of our own. And then Boston Rob stares into the sunset. Ugh. Because Amber should be gone. Because Amber should be gone. By all means, Amber should not survive this. Except they fucking hate Jerry. <laughs> yeah. What? If you're not Lex, you fucking hate Jerry. So, okay. Your scenario-wise, put someone else here. We have Colby here. Do they do this? I mean, it's hard to get inside their head. Uh-huh. I I think yes. And it's like they're they're all playing scared of Boston Rob. Correct. And I've already called Boston Rob Stalin this episode. <laughs> so let's really go so into it. We've really hit a high point. We've here really hit a Survivor high point. Time podcast. This is like the authoritarian paradox, which is like everyone views him as this like indomitable strongman, but actually he's not he's just a guy. And, like, I'm leaning into that because of the very dumb Stalin analogy earlier sure. and for the bit. But, like, he's just one dude. It's not like he has the souls of everyone on the new Mogo Mogo. <laughs> like, if you merge and Boston Rob hates you, you can try to get them to help you. I This doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, it does make sense. I understand why. Mm -hmm. He's the godfather. You want to buy his approval. Sure. How? But this is a winner-take-all game. You can't yeah. placate him. Where does where does Lex fit in into the future here? Can he just, like, weave himself into this old Shapira, now Mogo Mogo tribe? I almost wonder if he could have done easier getting rid of Amber. Now, the other thing we do see is how much new Mogo Mogo loves each other. Uh-huh. Maybe that would piss off more than just Boston Rob. Maybe he thinks this will buy him, and maybe each person of New Shapira thinks this will buy them an in with more than just Boston Rob. Maybe it buys them in with the whole tribe, and then it really is an individual game. Sure. I mean, I understand the I 
I understand if that's the case, I understand the conclusion they got to, but I think they're bad at math. <laughs> okay. Where does this go then? What do we do? I think they the best case scenario for new Shapira is for the non crucial parts of new Mogo Mogo, like an emerge situation, because that's what we're talking about here. Uh huh. For them to go first, right? For Tom, for Alicia, Rupert, for Jenna. Rob has a some of them to an go alliance first. with all of them. Rob has an alliance with fucking everyone, <laughs> so who cares? There's a reason why the next time on was Rob being like, "Nah, plans change," uh. and they don't show us who he's talking to because it could be anyone. <laughs> it could be literally anyone. That's a good point. Okay, so so all that say like the best case scenario for them is to like end up in a final six where it's like Rob, Amber, and someone else with like Lex. Kathy and Sheehan. Do you think that this I is? I don't even see that happening. Why would Boston Rob let that happen? Uh, do you think that this is going to be a tribalistic merge, or do you think it's going to be more mishmashed than previous seasons? I think more mishmashed. Okay. However, with an asterisk, with an asterisk that there's really not that many people left on New Shapira. Correct. There's three of them. I mean, Amber, but like Amber's part of old Shapira. Mm-hmm. So you have Lex, Kathy, Sheehan, and all of them. I think Sheehan can fly under the radar. I think Kathy and Lex are sharks, and I think people know that they're sharks. Mm. So I don't think they get rid of them because they're tribal, but they might get rid of them because they're threats. Sure. Okay. Just a quick rundown at Shapira. Kathy heard Lex and Rob, so she's like pushing, we have to take out Amber, right? And it was like, we have this conversation, like, if you keep Amber, you're just doing it to suck up to Mariano. He won't be here much longer anyway. He's got to go. He won't. He won't? I don't think so. I think, I think Rob, I think Boston Rob wins the season. Okay, that feels like the opposite of what she said, where she's like... Boston Rob won't be here much longer. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was saying, uh, yes, he will. Sorry. Yes, he will be. <laughs> okay. Never mind. I, I see where we're going. Our brains are just in two different directions. Anyway, Amber's like, want me to get down on my knees and beg? Keep me here, please. Amber plays this really well, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes when things aren't going your way, the best thing you can do is go, all right. Yeah, I here's here's my best pitch, and it's out of my hands. Yep. The listener, the the astute listener, ooh, how astute, might be thinking, but Jared, that's the opposite of things you said in the past of like <laughs> you, people must fight to the death. Yes and no. Lay out your case, but like Amber's been a part of this tribe for two days. The more you fight, the more you alienate alienate yourself in this case because you don't have relationships with these people. Yeah. So the best you can do is be like, here's the cards I'm dealt. <laughs> Help me if you want to, please. I see what you're saying. Yeah, so Kathy does some working on Lex. They come to the conclusion that Jerry has to go. So Lex is like, hey, sucks for Jerry, but I can absolutely exploit this for a favor. And then Lex tells Jerry. Why? Again, well, he's done this twice now. Why? She's not even going to be on the jury. Because... Ethan, it made sense. They had a personal relationship. Yeah. What What are we doing here, Lex? I don't know. He's simultaneously trying to be, like, this big gamer and also this, like, nice guy who's like, hey, I'm so sorry I have to do this. And it doesn't make sense. No. It's kind of just exposing his bare ass. With With Ethan, it made sense. Because there mm-hmm. was a level of like, hey, man, you've won the game. We're bros. You got to go. Yeah. This one is just like, yeah, you're right. It's like, hey, sorry, Jerry. I got to do this. And she's like, no, you don't. He's <laughs> like, 
You could nothing just, I can do about it. And she's like, yes, there is. You could just not. Boss and Rob's going to tell you anything to keep Amber around. And she's right. He's going to stab you in the back. And she's right. <laughs> you think so? Yes. Well, how long does it take him to stab him in the back? It could be immediate. It could be first opportunity. <laughs> it could be next uh, episode. All right. That's hilarious. I mean, I don't know when they're going to merge. So. And she and seeing this from the side being like. We probably shouldn't have told her. It's probably, yeah. it's probably a bad idea. What does that get you? Yeah. So, quick tribal recap. There's not a whole lot here. I will say the show, they touch on it in tribal of like the, oh yeah, Jerry and Amber, like you guys were friends. And mm-hmm. Amber goes, Amber goes, yep. <laughs> were they though? In Australia. Were they though? I think so. Were they friends? Okay, at the very least, they trauma bonded. Sure. Okay, they were they were each other's number ones through all of Australia, and now it's like Amber and Jerry. Golly, do I not remember that? Go on. Remember the boomerang challenge? It doesn't matter. Okay. Keep going. Great. And Amber's goes, "Yep, yeah, uh huh." And one of us is going home, and it's very sad. Yep. And it's like, wow, you two did not like each other after Australia ended, huh? Because we get no interactions of the two of you in camp. No. We get no dialogue between the two of you. And we get this one little tidbit from Jeff acknowledging it, and then Jerry goes home. Yeah. It's tough. I mean, the only other thing that happens at Tribal is Kathy's like, I'm embarrassed about our former camp. It's literally it. Yeah, and then Jerry's like, it's an honor to be to have played this game. I do like Jerry's post-game speech, where she's yes. like, hey, she was tough, but like, I've tried to play it in a different way. I tried to play it as hard as I could, but just didn't work out. I feel so bad for Jerry. She just gets punched in the face for 23 days or however long it is. Yeah. Just over and over and over. Definitely goes through the ringer on this one. Uh-huh. And she says, it ain't over till it's over. The the stupid thing is, Jerry is right so many times this season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree. Over and over as part of... What the fuck was the Yellow Tribe's name? <laughs> Badoga? I'm just going to leave it with that. We'll go with Badoga. It's not that. It's not that. What is it, Steven? Saboga? There it is. Saboga. I'm so bad with names. <laughs> names and ages. Anyway. That sounds bad out of context. Uh, Saboga... So many times Jerry was trying to get them to get on the right track and it just couldn't happen. No. The shelter couldn't happen. No. Getting she was on the get rid of Colby train so early. She's on the Boston Rob is going to stab you in the back train, and she's right. Jerry is very prophetic in this entire season. She is a Greek oracle. <laughs> Just sitting on a on a beach, tripping out on something, and just being like, "Ah, yes, of course." And yet, her curses, no one will believe her. Ah, it do be like that. I'm excited to see her in Heroes versus Villains. <laughs> yeah, she will be back. And of course, she will be. She is the OG villain. She is a villain. Yes, correct. It's a good episode. I yeah. mean, the first half it's a little odd, but like, and I I don't like the challenge. I don't like. I don't like either of the like quote unquote challenges. I don't like the way it worked out for the entirety of the game, but for the Boston Robin Amber narrative. Mm, yeah. Cool. Anything else you'd like to say for this episode? Potato. Potato. It's like potato. Like if you scanned it backwards and put the emphasis on all of the wrong syllables. Boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. Bumper. <laughs> That'll do it for this episode of the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast. Thank you guys so much. Like I said, things are weird right now. We will get back to our regular scheduled two episodes. But for the meantime, I got to go get married. Yeah. It's going to be nice. It's going to be nice to just... Well, just I, fucking rub it in. I feel, Look at well, me, I have love and secure connection. Jeez. I was saying, it's going to be nice. <laughs> All of this planning that has gone into this, that has gone like for almost a year and beyond that because we've been engaged for a long time nice to see it to fruition i'm steven i have a fiance that loves me do you want to promote something do you want to, <laughs> do you want to get out of my house please 
You've been in my house most of today. That's true. Um, I would like to promote being in Steven's house. <laughs> I like it here. That's fair. It's I like this place. It's pretty nice. It is. Uh, and pr- I'd like to promote that the Lions are actually good at football. Hey. Feels good, man. I, I also have a sports thing, because the Twins won a game tonight. Hey. So we're one-to-one into the second round, ra- or... Yeah, the ALDS. By the time you hear this, it's not going to matter. It'll be over, probably. Probably. Because, wait, game three and four will be Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, it'll be a long over. So, here's hoping that the Twins are still in it and the Houston Cheaters are not. People Houston Cheaters? No. People still rag the Houston Astros, even though like no one from that team is even still playing for them. I mean, Carlos Correa, who was on that team, plays for the Twins now, so... Oh, he's stealing their signs. Yeah, exactly. So we just do it. It was really funny when I saw a game in Chicago. They were booing Carlos Correa and calling him a cheater. I'm like, yeah, that's fair. Why don't we steal the signs of the other people we play softball against, Stephen? They don't sign. There is no signing. There is a pitch that goes up into the air that everyone can see where it's going. Wait, but how do we lose? For my co-host Jared, this is Steven. My host Steven, this is Jared. We lose because we're not very good at softball. It's late and I'm tired. I did a 14-hour drive yesterday. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.